0: Atlanta Toyota presents WSB In-Depth. It is 42 degrees at 812. I'm Chris Chandler. Atlanta's morning news continues. With Scott Slate's Georgia, as every Thursday morning at this time, sponsored by Breda Pest Management. Scott, I love this story. I love this cloak and dagger stuff you're about to tell us about, and this is a story that has been decades in the telling. Chris, it's good to be
1: with you this morning. This is really remarkable. Among the passings of this past year, a hero from the Korean War who spent his last days in Peachtree City. He wasn't
2: boastful about what he did, but when you'd talk to him and this information would come out, it was like, I can't believe this guy did this.
1: That's former Atlanta Journal-Constitution writer, reporter Ron March, and we talked often with Ron while he was embedded with the U.S. military during the Gulf War. He's talking now about retired Army Colonel Ben Malcolm, who passed away on October 30th at the age of 94.
2: I mean, one of the things that I told people, I said, before Rambo, there was Ben Malcolm, because Ben was just, uh, he, he did things that kind of defy description.
1: Classified things behind enemy lines at the height of the Korean War. Colonel Malcolm to the Witness to War website.
2: He pulled back a big map on the wall and showed me that I was going to be operating 150 miles behind the lines in North Korea.
1: And once these missions were declassified, Ron marched the kinds of things Colonel Malcolm did.
2: They would run missions from uh, this particular island or a series of islands that they had there. And they would go in and they'd do hit-and-run attacks. Uh, they would prompt uh, banks. They would, bomb banks. Um, they would uh, disrupt rail lines. Um, and it was all, it was really conventional guerrilla-type warfare uh, that they did. And Ben would accompany them on, on many of these missions.
1: They were largely North Korean defectors in Colonel Malcolm's unit, a story that waited over four decades to be told.
2: Then when he told me, he says, most of this is information uh, of the unit that I've been involved with has been classified for more than 40 years. so we don't have a lot of information, written information out there. But if you want to dig into it, maybe we can get them to declassify some of this stuff.
1: That led to Ron Martz and Colonel Malcolm collaborating on the book White Tigers, My Secret War in North Korea. And how Colonel Malcolm would want to be remembered?
2: He provided a link between what they had in World War II and then what emerged in the mid-1950s as the Special Forces and and Green Berets. I think he liked that aspect of being a a link that few people knew about at the time, and they didn't know about it for roughly 40 years because of uh, how secret the operations were that he was involved in. He liked the idea that um, he was able to keep alive the unconventional warfare aspect within the U.S. Army during a time when many of the traditionalists tried to get it away from it. They, They wanted to do away with the unconventional warfare elements within the Army.
1: Among many other things, Colonel Malcolm went on to command Fort McPherson and Fort Gillum here in metro Atlanta. Born on December 20th, 1928 in Monroe, Georgia, his celebration of life service is next week at the Carmichael-Hemperley Funeral Home in Peachtree City on December 20th, 2023, Chris,
0: and what would have been his 95th birthday. Remarkable man. All right. Thanks, man. We'll talk to you next week. Yes, sir. Scott Slade, Georgia, every Thursday morning, 645 and 812, sponsored by Breda Pest Management.